Hey folks, this is uh, Gospel with Kennison. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and you are listening to the personal audio podcast of said James Kennison. Uh, today is episode 71, brought to you the week of July 17, 2018. And today, by by request, thank you guys for submitting your suggestions on topics and, uh, and ideas. Uh, we've brought my daughter Jenna, Jenna back into the studio. Welcome to the show, Jenna. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you a little nervous? A little bit. A little bit. I haven't you, done this in a while. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, people enjoyed, you know, hearing you on uh, the ride home mm-hmm. from Branson. So they uh, they said, "Hey, why not have the kids and the family on and give us some updates and stuff like that?" And um, I'm like, updates on what? Because, you know, that's a gimmick. Having somebody yeah. on is a gimmick. You still don't know what to talk about. So they said two things. One one was uh, life after ministry. You know, what is life like after ministry? And that was more directed at me, but I thought it flowed so well into this the real topic, which was um, what is it like for a kid living with a depressed uh, a depressed father? Yeah. So, um, I don't quite know how to approach this, so I'm just going to start asking you some questions and things, right. maybe things that I would want to know. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I was very much looking forward to being your kid's pastor, and mm-hmm. I was for... Maybe, was it two, two years? Two, two years. years up yeah. First and second grade, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that was pretty fun. Yeah, it or, was. or was it kindergarten first? In my, I don't second. remember, honestly. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> part of the problem is the girl was young. Um, <laughs> but when I quit my job in Florida, um, a lot of stuff changed. Yeah, like all of a sudden. Do you remember from your perspective what all changed? Well, I mean, yeah, I had known something was going on, but like, yeah, the real change is when you sat me down and told me about. Like, you quitting and everything. And I remember crying, but, like, I don't know. I don't really know what struck me is so sad. or, But, like, I just knew that you had lost, quote-unquote, lost your job. And uh, and not because they fired you, but right. you had just lost your job. And I guess the fact that mom was going to have to work. Because everybody just kind of seemed, like, stressed about it, I guess. Yeah. And so, and then I, because when I was, like, sad about it i hadn't even realized that would mean i'd be moving schools and stuff like yeah. that so i just yeah i don't i was just sad i guess because everybody else was sad i didn't realize till later on that it would be the school but i kind of got the hint like uh that same day so well luckily when we uh when i quit even though the church kind of shut us down the school was a little bit more yeah. gracious they allowed uh, you to stay at the school for, for the rest year. for the rest of the year. Plus, uh, even though it wasn't free, they said you know come back for half price next yeah. year. After that, you know it would be full price, and we had to put you in a public school. Yeah. Um. What was what was that transition like? The the private to public. Yeah, that was that was definitely different, but it was a good kind of different, in my opinion. Like. There was a lot of stuff I hated, like the teacher and just <laughs> like, and there's a lot of different stuff, but um, I like the freedom that came along with it because the old school was always really sheltered. Like mm. you were walked to every class and just uh, like every little thing you were being under or you were under some kind of supervision. Right. And with this, um, you guys would just drop me off up front, and I it was my job to walk Jay to his class and me to my own class. And just, yeah, because I guess the fact that it was outdoors, like it was all outdoors, so yeah. it was like, and then there was, yeah, because when moving here, it was like totally different than anything I was used to. And so it was kind of like that. It was a good different, like I was less sheltered and, and yeah, I it I'm the transition from Florida to St. Louis wouldn't have been nearly as easy as yeah. if I hadn't been to a public school before that. I'll tell you from my perspective when all that was going down, um, I hated, 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 so depressed, so anxious that my issues 
had not only ruined my job, but ruined our church connections. Yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, school you yeah. know, connections. It was like um, all one big thing. Cause, yeah, because everything was wrapped yeah, up your, together. Your job, but yeah, it affected the whole. So how deal. was it for you leaving church? Because we didn't do church for a while. I mean, we we'd play with it once in a while and go go somewhere. Yeah, we even tried. If you remember doing church, just the four of us yeah. in a restaurant <laughs> and, and had you know I had object lessons and yeah. stuff. Um, what was it like for you, if you can remember? During that period of time when we just suddenly started switching, just wasn't, yeah, weren't doing church. I remember at first, like, I wanted to go back to the church we've been going to because I didn't realize how much of how hard that was for you to like have to step back in and all the judginess and stuff because I was second grade at that point, right. And, but I just, but since leaving my school also included leaving the church, all my friends. I mean, since leaving the church meant leaving the school and everything, all my friends had been both of them. Like, there wasn't a separate group of friends for church and a separate group of friends for school. It was all one group of friends. So, right. like, yeah, when I, I wanted to go back to the church so I could see my friends. But, like, yeah, I didn't realize what your case was at that time. And, yeah, it, I wouldn't say it was, like, super hard for me to leave the church because I'd already kind of seen it coming. And so it wasn't that bad, in my opinion. And uh, because a lot of the girls were jerks anyway. So, (laughs) I mean, I only had a couple of really close friends. Uh So, yeah, and it was second grade. So, well, you you mentioned something interesting today uh, on the way home or yesterday. I can't remember. We've been talking a lot lately. Yeah. um, About how ultimately you are really glad that you got out of that school. Can you explain? Well, yeah, like looking, I mean, yeah, looking back, I was a completely different person and just like like I would never want to grow up to be one of the girls that was there. Like that would have What was up their what was their issue? Just not grateful and and not because they were jerks, but because they didn't know any better. They, like what they were wealthy kids. Wealthy, very yeah. rich, very just everything, every like every prayer request was about their pony or their iPad or this and this. There was no real problems. And I would have never realized that there was other people in the world that needed more help than like, I would have never been grateful enough for what I had already because there I wasn't the, I wasn't the richest kid. I wasn't this, but then moving here, it was like, I I got put from the bottom of the rich scale or whatever to the very top. Like, (laughs) cause I mean, it was just like, well, and what she means by that is she is in a now that we're in St. Louis, uh, she goes to a private school, and it is very diverse. There are people that yeah. that do okay. There's people that get uh, scholarships to go there. Um, there are single moms that work their butts off to put their kids in there. Um, it's a great experience. Both uh, it's uh, it's it's diverse both racially and economically. And, um, yeah, Jenna happens to, we're, we, I don't want you to get the impression we're wealthy. We're not wealthy people, no. but, <laughs> but in that world, we are one of the, you know, yeah, the, definitely. The, I, I hate to say richer families, but yeah. you know, we're on the high end of the spectrum as far as that goes. And that was by design, not to make us look good, not to make Jenna no. feel good, <laughs> but because we wanted to rub elbows with normal people and, yeah. and to, you know, all too often, yeah, you go to these private schools that only the very wealthy can afford and you get very wealthy kids and and all too often yeah they are incapable of learning gratitude yeah because yeah coming here i just i realized how much of what i have was privilege and how much i didn't deserve and stuff and if i had still been living there i would have never realized that i would still be like why don't i have a pony why don't i have this ipad or stuff like that and so, yeah, I would have never been able to appreciate what I have and just, yeah, use that to my advantage, I guess, like to help other people. Because, I mean, yeah, back then there was really nobody I could help, you know? Yeah, they didn't need help. Yeah, they didn't need help. They already had everything they well, needed. Even the Bible says that it's harder to put a camel through the eye of a needle uh, or no easier to do that, to squeeze a camel through the eye of a needle than to get a rich man into heaven. Yeah. And there's a reason for that because rich people don't need God. 
<laughs> they really don't. I mean, like, they do, but they don't know it. They yeah, don't, they don't know. They, they don't struggle in the same way. Right. Um, and they do have their own struggles, but a lot of times they have to hide them. Um, and, and I want to get to the transition to St. Louis, but first I would be amiss, and I know I'd get some emails if I didn't ask, um, what did you... What were your thoughts and feelings and observations during the time? Because because I was depressed most of the time we were there. Yeah. Um, but it only really started showing itself, you know, maybe maybe that last year and a half or so. What uh, when and or at what point did you start noticing things? What did you notice and? At what point did you understand? There's a difference between mm-hmm. noticing and understanding. Did you did or did you even understand what was going on with your dad? Um, I kind of started noticing that like you weren't very happy anymore. Like you weren't cracking jokes every five seconds, stuff like that. And I think that was around a month before you quit. Mm. And I just noticed like even on stage, you just weren't as happy as you used to be. You you didn't look, I don't know, comfortable as comfortable as you usually did. And so, um, so I did a good job hiding it from you. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> but, uh, like, yeah, when you quit your job and everything, I just remember it was it, mostly during the summer was when I really like remembered everything. Cause mom was at work and you were in your room and like, I, I didn't really know what was wrong. I knew there was something wrong. I didn't, I didn't think you were going crazy or anything right. like that, but, um, I just, I just, like, I always thought you were sleeping. I don't, I don't know why. It's just like you were sleeping. Cause I remember one day, or you left for like something for a mission, not a mission trip. It might, I don't know. I don't remember what you were doing. But it was like a couple of days. And I just, I remember, th- I didn't really notice because it was just like you were in sleeping. Like, cause you wouldn't, I, you, I just, yeah. Yeah. I spent the better part of a year in bed. Yeah. Um, some most yeah there was a lot of sleeping because that was the only way to get away from the feelings yeah. or the lack of feelings uh but yeah i i think for those two years after because because i quit my job we there was a two-year gap where we just lived there yeah. one year you went back to your school the second year was public school experience uh i was either in bed um and then later i was in front of my computer watching yeah. fail videos 24 <laughs> 7 uh, and then, uh, then there was the, uh, Parks and Rec era where I watched Parks and Rec <laughs> end to end three times in a row. Dang. So. But yeah, I just, I remember being very bored, like, cause it was normal to me. Like I, I barely remembered you kind of being yourself, I guess. And so, um, yeah, it was just normal. I just like dad was in his bed sleeping, whatever. And mom was at work. And so, yeah, it was, but it, yeah, I remember it was always just me and Jay, like, watching the clock constantly because we were just so bored. Like, because I would stand out there and water the plants for, like, Aww. maybe an hour. <laughs> it, was, it was just a waste of time. Like, yeah, because we, we were outside a lot, like, a lot. And we would pull out, like, scraps of wood from the garage and make, like, slides and stuff. Yeah. But at the time, we weren't even allowed to like go past certain uh, thing yeah, on the sidewalk, the sidewalk yeah. and we like th- we had a park behind the house, but that wasn't to any use because we didn't have people watching us or our parents you were young. watching yeah, us. Yeah, we little. were way too young, and yeah, uh, it was just it was yeah. We would watch every DVD we had in the, <laughs> in the uh, we call it dresser. And then when we got Netflix, all the shows that were, oh, all yeah. the kids shows that were on there. And uh, I mean, it's not necessarily bad memories that I have. It was just normal. Like we were bored most of the time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, because hey, mom, she was home. But when she did come home, she, she was in there talking to you or making dinner or something like that. Yeah, and it was a stressful time for her. Yeah. Very stressful. Definitely. And. Yeah, you you would come out for dinner sometimes. I remember telling you stories of how our day went and stuff like that. But there was never really joy or anything that came. Like, I knew you were listening, and I knew you cared, but, like, there was just no facial expression or whatever. So, yeah. But there was certain times where you were, like, happy and... Cause like you would come, we would wake up and you were up and you would just be like do, talking to us and stuff. Yep. Or <laughs> I still remember the one time at dinner. It was right after Frozen came out and you ran to the kitchen and got 
some ice cubes and threw them and said, let it go. <laughs> Saying, let it go. And yeah, I laughed so hard. I got milk coming out my nose. <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah. I, so I had my moments there. <laughs> yeah, you did. I did. I, well, and in the midst of that was your, uh, do you remember your Minecraft party? Yes, I do. Yeah. That was great. That I, was definitely. I would have these up periods where mm-hmm. I would be fine. And yeah. I, he built this whole creeper made out of cardboard. Cardboard, yeah. And he painted it, all the little pixels and stuff that, and had it. Yeah. All the snacks great. were themed. And, yep. Yeah. Oh, that was that was really cool. <laughs> it was really awesome. But and we even had games planned. We would play the diamond mining where we would put diamonds all around the front yard and there's a zombie that would chase you to get yeah, your diamonds. And you had a flashlight and you could you had to pick up as many as you could. <laughs> we make creeper masks and everything. I that think was, Jay was the zombie if I remember right. He'd just walk around. Yeah, it was like a tag game almost yeah. where if you got touched you were Tag with uh, collecting things. Yeah, and it so. that was really really fun. We watched holes <laughs> <laughs> and discussed every line of it for whatever reason. I don't even know. We would just pause it every five seconds and talk about what happened because we all had different theories of what was going to happen next. Halloween's were always still good. Ha- Halloween's were awesome. <laughs> I remember. Okay, this wasn't you creating, but the. Uh, Minnie Mouse. I was Minnie Mouse one year, and I had these heels, and they were really short heels, but I still felt so grown up. I remember when I would go to the door, I'd be, uh, yeah, I would be like, he, "Look at my shoes! Look at my sparkly <laughs> shoes!" Because they were like golden and sparkly, and they had a Minnie Mouse. I was so proud of those shoes. <laughs> I just walk, looked down as I walked. To I hear think that them. was the year I dressed as a podcaster because I think I see. A, I remember a picture. Yeah. Jay, Jay was Buzz. I wore headphones and I cut the yeah. mic cable off a of mic and carried it around with the nobody's listening t-shirt on. That's that was perfect. fun. <laughs> and that haunted house that was across the street every year. These yeah. people, that, yeah, and dad would always take me. And one year mom took me. I think you both took me at separate times because yeah. Jay couldn't go. And the zombie, because there was a zombie in the yard one year, and he would just kind of walk around. He looked so real, like he had the, all this makeup on. But he came right up to Mom behind her back and was like there, like next to her shoulder. And I was like, Mom, Mom. And she turned around. She goes, ah, her little squeal. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, was, they kind of did a haunted front yard. Yeah. And they had all these mechanical deals. And uh, I was always infatuated with it just on a technical level. Yeah. Just, how did he do it? What was he doing? You know, how how, how was these special effects done? You talk to him every year. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. It was great. So, uh, so not everything. I mean, you didn't. Well, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Um, so, what I'm gathering is that it wasn't as bad for you as I probably would have thought. No, it wasn't nearly as bad because you telling us about it later on. I was like, no, no, that's not. I never thought you were a bad father in any way. Like, uh-huh. I knew that it was out of your control. And so, like, that was just how it was going to be. And it wasn't, like, a sad thing. It was just like, yeah, this is it. This is how it is. And, yeah, I was just, I don't know. They, I was never really sad about, I mean, not sad. I was sad for you, yeah. Like, because, yeah, I didn't like seeing you like that or anything. But um, I was, th- those aren't bad memories i have they're not like that was the worst part of my childhood and stuff like that right because yeah it just it wasn't nearly as bad as you would think it was just yeah very boring and i think (laughs) (laughs) and i think that's how i became pretty independent Mm. too because i was providing or not providing because we had cereal and stuff but like that yeah that would start hopping up on the counters and getting cereal and making sandwiches and stuff and yeah, it was just a normal part of life. It wasn't anything that I just cried about or anything right. like that. Like, it was sad that you lost your job. It was sad moving schools. But, yeah, I just remember by the end of it, I was ready to move. I was ready to start over. In in St. Louis? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I made some good friends at, that, at the public school. But, I mean, yeah, I was ready to get out of like there. Like, there was just nothing there for there, us yeah. in Florida. And hearing you talk about, like, how everything went in uh, – just like everybody's how everybody treated you after that and it just it made me mad like this this shouldn't happen it's not his fault and stuff like so yeah because i just yeah you i remember you guys didn't have very many friends after that yeah and it was just kind of like what happened 
was just as pretty confused for a while. What but, do you What yeah. do you think happened? What do you Why do you think that occurred? Where people kind of oh shut just, us off. I didn't really try to connect the dots. I guess like once you guys told me that, it, like they were just they didn't understand. Like that was the only thing. Yeah. And, I, yeah. didn't, I think that was it in a nutshell. They just didn't understand. And that's it, when I realized, like, these people are never going to be, like, the friends I made at the public school. And just because, yeah, those, the friends, like, uh, my very best friend from, like, kindergarten to first grade or whatever, as soon as I told her that I was going to move or I was going to change schools, like, she just stopped hanging out with me. It was like she already had said goodbye. And that's when I realized I don't need these friends like i really don't like because i had some great friends i had some great memories but i really i wasn't gonna miss them that much it was right. kind of sad but i mean i was so well, that young was, it really... that was close to our experience because we thought we were pretty tight with some folks yeah. and they did the same thing to us and it's like you're almost glad that you found out that, mm-hmm. that because you I, I was under the impression we were all tight, you know? Yeah. I was putting in 100%, mm-hmm. but apparently... They weren't. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad to know. I was I was ultimately, even though it hurt, I was glad that I wasn't living in this false yeah. reality. That's kind of how my mindset was. I mean, it was a little more dumbed down because right, cause you <laughs> in were third dumb. grade. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I, like... I didn't have any specifically like terrible memories from that school, but I'm glad I got out of there. Yeah, and I, I it remember wasn't being a good, glad it wasn't a yeah. good school. I mean, a great building, um, mm-hmm. and and one of the better schools in the area, which is not saying much. Uh, but yeah, just run very poorly by yeah. a, a bunch of angry teachers <laughs> and an angry principal. Um, okay, so uh, eventually we did decide to go ahead and move, and. Um, do you do you know why we moved? Do you know why we just decided to come I, out to St. Louis of all places? Um, I knew. Well, I guess I knew later on that it was because of uh, the God bouts. Should I have said that? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but uh, like, I didn't. I don't really remember. That. I remembered. Can I say her? No. Say what? Nanny. Yeah, you can say nanny. Okay, I remember <laughs> Nanny, even though I didn't remember as her as Nanny. I just remembered her as Mom's friend because we met her up at, or we met up with her at some uh, restaurant a while back. But I remembered her, and I kind of remembered Papa, but not very much. Like when I saw him, it all kind of came back. But yeah, I remember we had visited them one time, but I just didn't really remember much. And. Uh, but yeah, I knew mostly that we were moving to for a new start. Yeah, and that was what I wanted. Like, cause as mu- as much as I had good friends at the public school, I wanted to get out of there. I did not like it towards the end of the year anyway. Yeah, and I hated you having to go. There. Yeah, cause we had thought we were gonna move before the end of the school year, but then we didn't, and that was just kind of like boom. Uh. Cause yeah, we thought I thought it was almost over, and then it wasn't. But yeah, I made it through yeah, just fine. <laughs> um, but was, was well, the oh. uh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. I oh. just sorry. Um, no, moving to St. Louis and and all that. The the reason ultimately that we moved is we were looking for a new purpose in life. Yeah. Um, we had given up pretty much on church as as a concept. Uh, as we had experienced it, I should say, not as a concept. I believe uh, congregations of people coming together for worship is very important. I think yeah. it's biblical, but the way America has has done it um, and what it's kind of become is such a far cry from what I believe it was originally meant to be. Um, I said on a podcast interview this morning, uh, you know, we're told to come together and confess our sins one to another. That that denotes a level of deep trust and deep connection, a family connection, uh, and you don't, you would never come and and profess your sins one to another at a church. Matter of fact, half the time the worship leader tells you, "I know you've had a bad week, everything's been terrible, yeah. but we want you to put that aside. Put it aside. I came here to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Let me worship in the midst of it. You know. Anyway." Um, We've gotten to where we don't bring, you know, our reality and our problems 
into some churches. But anyway, point being, we wanted to continue, you know, whatever calling I had or purpose that we had. Uh, we just didn't see it happening in any kind of typical yeah. church. We had these old friends, Dave and Sherry, known them for 22 plus years. Um, I literally, what what I told your mom is I said, I look around my world. I kind of imagine it like a plane uh, heading off into an invisible horizon. And I look around and I'm going to see where God is moving. And then I'm going to go join him there. Mm -hmm. And as I did that, the only place in my circle of view was uh, David and them doing this uh, inner city outreach thing yeah. here in St. Louis. And I'm like, I, I didn't, we didn't even pray about it. <laughs> like some things I think you pray about, but that one was a no brainer. We just, yeah, we belonged here. It mm -hmm. was obvious. Um, and so we just went plus at the time we were a little burnt out on a lot of stuff. So yeah. <laughs> pretty much anyway, but, uh, so, um, Coming to St. Louis, uh, what was that like for you? Um, I don't know. At first, it was just kind of because we came in the summer, so it wasn't like I was immediately starting a new school. I think it would have been way different if we had moved towards the end of fourth grade and I entered the school at that point. But um, you think that would have been easier or harder? Harder. Yeah, I think it would have been way harder because yeah, there there was a. Uh, at least three new people that came or kids that came the same year I did in fifth grade that have become good friends now. And so, yeah, it was definitely a lot easier to just start fresh. And uh, and going to summer camp there the previous year had helped, too, because there was one girl in my class that I became pretty good friends with. And then another girl, the grade above me, which we switched class with classes with uh, uh yeah, in that grade. And so it, it did help to be there at summer camp and get to know the school before I actually got into the school. But, um, yeah, those first few, probably month or so that we were just hanging out, mm -hmm. um, it was, I, I mean, I don't really have anything bad to say about it. I remember we hung out with Jerome. Go ahead. It's okay Sorry. to say names. <laughs> with Jarrell a lot. And uh, we, I mean, yeah, we... Stayed at that really nice hotel because... Uh, oh, yeah. The moving company lost slash misplaced our stuff. And it was several days later yeah, than it was like supposed to be. Yeah, it's like a week later. And they put us up in a really nice hotel. Really nice. They had this great <laughs> breakfast. Downtown, yeah. Two different rooms. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, we enjoyed our time there. Yeah, man. we did. And we'd, and we'd walk around at lunch and go to the little... Uh, diners and restaurants yeah. in the in the downtown area. Go look up at the arch and stuff. It was it was great. It was yeah. a good experience. But um, yeah, I, I, and moving in was cool because yeah, I loved being in that room because I had the whole third floor to myself. Like, because that's where me and Jay spent a lot pa of time. Pause there. for a minute. How many floors did our new house have? Three. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh yeah, that was an insane surprise. It's, it's, it's normal now, but yeah, because like okay, so in Florida it was all one story. Unless, Everything's ranch, yeah, yeah, because it would get way too hot. There's no for, basements because yeah. the water level's so high. It was just like it was one story, one story only, and uh, e like even the richer people had one story. Yeah. There was no like yeah, because it was it was just way too hot, and there, yeah, no basements or anything like that. But um. Oh, uh, what was I going to say? Third floor. Oh, third yeah. But I, I remember being upset because we couldn't see any of the houses that mom and dad were looking at. And I was just like, I want to see them. I want to see them. But looking back, I am so glad we didn't because that house, the, the rental that we moved into, it was the best thing ever in my opinion i just it had three floors i had that creepy basement but it was still there and like it was there's tons of hiding spots for hide and seek and just everything and i had the whole third floor to myself yeah, you had which was the width and length of almost the entire house yeah it was just a little shorter and but there was no rooms up there they probably could have sectioned it off yeah. but yeah but, well, in a, in a perfect world, that would be a studio space for somebody's job or, yeah. you know, something to work in. And then you you live in the lower floors. But 
Yeah, it was it was drastically different than what we had experienced in Florida. Definitely. <laughs> I was just I was so happy about everything. And then moving into this house and looking at the other house, I was like, "Man, I'm I'm glad they I didn't see these before cuz I would have been pretty disappointed." <laughs> cuz like that house was falling apart. It was over 100 years old. Just like every little thing, the dishwasher, the sink. Oh, it was just, a rental. It was a Yeah, rental the rental, yeah. But, I mean, it was just nothing would stay fixed ever. It was, <laughs> why, but, Well, yeah. the whole place is leaning now. Yeah. You notice that? Yes, every time, because there's a street right in front of it, because it's on the very corner, and it's a weird term, whatever. But, like, going on that street, you can see it front on, and it is completely leaning to the right. Like, <laughs> And there's a big old lot there, so I guess if it does fall, it won't be that big a deal. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was leaning toward Nanny and Papa's house. Oh, really? Yeah. So that should be fun. <laughs> so uh, let's see. We move here. And uh, what, uh, other than the house and stuff, how did, um, I mean, did you feel like we had a new start coming on? Oh, definitely. Yeah. With I mean, especially with the whole church and everything. I didn't even know everybody, but nobody was looking at us. like, And I just... Like, yeah, like looking at us like they normally would, I feel like, and and hearing everybody's struggles and just everything. It was like, like I knew we belong there. It, from the very beginning, I was like, this is where we're supposed to With be. With other broken people. Yes, and that didn't judge us, that didn't, like, look at us different. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was perfect. I just, yeah. Because the Melvin, it kind of creeped me out at first because it was like... <laughs> okay, the Melvin, I, 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 listeners will know what I'm talking about, but it's a it's a, it's a 1915 old theater that we are, a single screen uh, theater that we have acquired and are converting into a, uh, a, 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 resource, a community uh, center. Community center. I was trying to say resource center. But, <laughs> uh, and, and the church will just happen to meet there on Sunday nights, but it is a... Uh, community outreach uh building and uh it, it it before we got lights in it it was pretty dang creepy yeah really creepy <laughs> it was dark because the <laughs> only you put candles in there because like no it didn't but candles sometimes he, he, there were the wall sconces yeah, yeah. going down the sides in theaters that's that was... pretty much the only lighting is on the sides and uh that would be all you got and mm -hmm. it, yeah it would be dark you couldn't you could like you could see everything, but it was all super dark, <laughs> and yeah, it was just like, and it was really old, and yeah, it was just like it almost in a is. cave type thing. It's almost done now. Yeah, I haven't been by it there for a little great. bit, and uh, supposedly they ripped all the uh, plaster off the inside and exposed all the brick, and then tuck pointed it. Oh wow! Which for people that don't know, tuck pointing is where they scrape out all the old grout and put new grout in, and it looks really good. Yeah, it does. Um, so, uh, so the church is, um, uh, is a good thing. What about your school experience? School? I mean, I, I didn't really have any bad things coming there. Like, cause me and my now best friend really like hit it off at the very beginning. Cause I mean, I just wasn't, I was nervous, but I wasn't like super shy. And so, I mean, it was pretty easy for me cause I sat where she did and stuff at, lunch and having my friend there from summer camp helped too because yeah. i sat next to her in the class so what uh earlier you'd mentioned you're glad you didn't stay at the one school because it taught you or it wouldn't have taught you anything but but nothing really yeah nothing good um but you value some other things about this new experience what is it about the new school that helps you to appreciate what you have you'd mentioned you know being grateful and you'd mentioned yeah. uh realizing you were uh uh blessed or or whatever privileged. the word privileged yeah. yeah well tell me a little bit about that um i mean the first thing i noticed was almost every single one of my friends had divorced parents or a dad that left or something along that those lines and i hadn't realized how much of a blessing it was to even have parents that were together and that were happy and, uh, and yeah, and, and as you started getting better, I started seeing it more and more how much you guys loved each other and, and like just even anniversaries aren't a thing that happen with like, like that, that's just not a thing that happens with most of my friends. 
and uh and like the fact that we don't struggle to like pay bills or pay to go to that school and I can do like other activities and stuff with no problem and uh just like little things like that I just kept noticing that I was that I had that these other kids had to think about and struggle with and help their parents out and stuff and yeah and just yeah because we have the a proper amount of money we need. We've never really struggled to pay bills or. Well, and like, we've always lived beneath our means too. What does that mean? Most people who make money l- spend that money plus some. That's oh, just the yeah. American way. Yeah. We've never been in debt on credit cards or Mm-mm. anything like that. So we uh, we live below so that we have extra. Yeah. You know, so that's part of it. But um, but that. Uh, I don't know. You're you're kind of a unique kid because most kids in your situation, if they noticed that they were quote unquote richer than all the other kids in their school, would uh, get pretty snooty, especially if they were cute and blonde headed and and uh, good at sports and you know a pretty little white girl walking around feeling better than everybody else bragging. Why didn't that happen to you? Because I. I'm I'm saying that because I imagine that's what you thought you would become if you yeah. had stayed at the rich kids Definitely. school. So what what kept you from going that direction even in this new environment? Well, I mean, they were just they were all so sweet to me, never like judging me for this or this. Like it was just it was so easy to become friends with everybody that eventually I felt for them and I like I just I didn't understand why I had all the all the stuff and they didn't and just like things like that like I mean it just it wasn't even in my right mind to think that I was in any way better than them just because of the amount so of money. Would it be safe to say that that it humbled you instead of made you prideful? Because well, you tra- you shared something with me the other night and I don't know if we should bring if I could bring it up but you you mentioned something about guilt. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to talk about that at all? Um, Even just a little bit? No. I don't well, I don't really know what, what to the start con- with. Well, the context was, if I recall, um that you feel a little bit of guilt about being a white girl. Yeah. And it's and about I've, your circumstances. I've, it's not necessarily guilt, I guess, but it's just well, maybe it is, but just the fact it's that It's called white guilt. It's a thing. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but um just like the fact that I will never be able to understand like like from experience. Well, I maybe one day, but at the moment I'm not able to understand like how it is to be living inner city with without much money with your parents divorced, being a black young lady and just I'll never understand like that type of thing and it it's like I hurt for them and I feel for them, but like I know I'll never be able to understand. I guess so. Well, I think the important thing there, and and I I kind of dealt with the same thing when I first started inner city ministry. I'm sitting there talking with a kid, and he's telling me about his cousin that got shot. Uh, they were playing basketball. He went up for a layup, got shot in the back of the head, fell down dead. And I'm like, oh my god, I am so over my head here. I am from Georgia. I've never even talked to black people before. And here's this kid pouring out his guts to me. And I'm, I'm not a rapper. I'm not a, a, a hero of any kind that yeah. it, I'm a, I'm a country redneck white boy. <laughs> How can I ever possibly reach out and, 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 and be there for this kid? And later, it, unfortunately it wasn't right there on the spot, but later I got my answer and it was like the Lord said, look, yeah, you're never going to be those heroes. But the difference is those heroes aren't here. Yeah. They're not there. They're, everybody knows them, but they don't know the, the, the people. Mm-hmm. And so in, in large respect, they're not real. Right. And you're real. You're there. You can care. You can, mm-hmm. you can be there for them. And um, that helped me get over my whiteness quite a bit because i did i felt in fear i'm like how can i ever get into somebody's life and understand what they're going through and and the big part is for me was understanding that that's the whole point is not trying to act like you know 
because mm. that irritates people. Yeah, it really it does. It really does. <laughs> um, but just trying to understand and just getting it, you know, just understanding that that there is a struggle is yeah. is it means so much to so many black folks that struggle uh just having a white person that that gets it you know they don't understand it all they'll never experience it themselves blah 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 i mean cuz i blew uh tiffany's mind the other day when i said i've never had a negative experience with a policeman they have always been cordial yeah. and kind they do their job i sign the ticket and they leave and she's just shaking her head and it blows my mind that i've never experienced police the way she has you know mm-hmm. so i so i get it i i've been yeah. there but my advice if you're asking and you're not but here it is because i'm dead <laughs> uh is is just being being a person of conscious conscience and humble enough to uh to try yeah to just try all people want is someone that cares mm-hmm. you know and gets it and uh, that's what Tiffany, that's why I like Tiffany so much. Cause she's like, you get it. You, you yeah. get it, you know? And uh, I'm not a big protester or anything like that. I kind of do my helping by, you know, reaching out to kids and families and, and through a moral pathway. Mm-hmm. Cause I believe the problem behind racism and inequalities and all that is, is pride um, and hatred. And yeah. those, those are God issues, you know? Definitely. Um, so that's, that's how I attack them. But, um, I find it also interesting. I want to pat you on the back a little bit because you're, um, you see yourself, I, whether you know it or not, you've told me several times that you see yourself as someone like you want to help girls that to, to not make mistakes i don't know mm-hmm. how, how, what what's your uh just i mean it's it like it's so easy to especially when you don't have a good father figure in your life and you've like talked to me about this but um it's so easy to get caught up in all the boys and just what everybody else is doing and especially drugs drugs is another mm-hmm. it's a big thing in in the city and in, inner city like oh, yeah. it's just like you see it so often and it's it's really it really is really easy to get into that kind of stuff, especially when your parents are more relaxed and let you just do whatever. It, it's and I just yeah I want I want to I don't know just like lead them the right direction and to be tell a them positive what, influence yeah. yeah like tell them what they're doing and just because yeah it is really easy and there's a lot of girls that that know they can grow up to be something and, and to, I mean, an WNBA star. That's what, that's what Genesis wants to be. And it's just like, I know they could achieve what they want to achieve, but they have to, they have to avoid certain things. The obstacles that trip up so many folks in the city. And it, and it, yeah, it really is easy to just let yourself trip over those obstacles and, yeah, if if you can just get past that, you can really do whatever. Like the only thing holding you back is yourself. And yeah, yeah, I just and and what I mean, other than drugs, what are what are some of the other issues that seem to drag down these girls? Honestly, it's sex and getting pregnant before you're married, and boys leading you in the wrong direction, and just like little stuff like that, and getting caught up in what what everybody else is doing, smoking, drinking, whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's cause you will get teased eventually. You will get teased for not doing this, for not doing that. And yeah, it's, it's very judgmental most of the time. Just if you're not doing something bad, you're not doing, it's not right or whatever. It's nice to know the church doesn't, isn't the only place to go to for judgment. You, yeah. <laughs> you get judged if you do good. You get judged just if you're do doing bad. bad. Yep. It's, it's nice it's to know <laughs> people are people no matter where they go right. on Sundays. Uh, so, um, so, so to, to kind of recap what you're saying, you're, you're, you're hoping to be a positive influence yeah. to keep girls, um, from making these kind of choices, uh, mm-hmm. to mess up their lives. Yeah. And, and it, I, I'm from the South Georgia and though there wasn't a large, uh, African American population, there was a bunch of, uh, bored white kids. And uh, so a lot of pregnancies, teen pregnancies mm-hmm. happen, early marriages, you know, that kind of stuff. 
It's the South. It's South Georgia. We're known for it. Um, and yeah, I, I saw that enough to where it it is. It just puts your life on hold. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm never going to talk down to a single mom making it work, but um, they know and they would admit in a heartbeat that if they could have done it a different way, they wouldn't change anything in the world because they had, they love their babies. But mm-hmm. if they could have just put it off yeah, another, for a year or, yeah. or, or with another man or after college was over or something like that, yeah, yeah they'd do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and you have a friend that deals with a lot of guilt um, because she feels like she's held her mother back. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that's not the case. No, not even close. Not even close. She didn't, she didn't decide to be born. So. <laughs> but, uh, so what are your, what are your, ta- what are your, um, what, what kind of methods are you hoping to, are you leading by example? Are you, um, actually talking to kids when they get in hard spots? I mean, what, what, what opportunities have you had to affect change? Um, I mean, it's not really like, um, it's not, that's not really one of the bigger issues right now. Cause yeah, like I said, a lot of the girls are on the right track, like they're oh, good. fine, but I do want to be somebody that they feel like they can come to to anything. Cause I mean, I, 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 I'm never judgmental about stuff like that just cause yeah. And, uh, yeah, I want to be someone that they can be open to about. And so I'm not just hearing about this and then like, it's too late or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I want to be there for them, whatever mess they get themselves into, or if they don't get themselves into right. anything. Yeah, just support them either way. Yeah. Instead and, of judging either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely can't guarantee that I'll have the chance to do anything, but, I mean, I want to be there for them no matter what. I think that's the that's the whole thing, is looking around your world, seeing where God's moving, yeah, and and, and it, even if it's just across to the next desk mm-hmm. <laughs> in this girl's life, God wants to work in there, and then mm-hmm. just joining with him—that's literally, you know, the easiest way to find out where God wants you to be and what He wants you to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, we ask God, knowing full well what we're supposed to be doing, but just not maybe knowing where to do it. Yeah, and uh, but He gave you eyes, and He gave you a brain, He gave you a heart, and. Uh, Nine times out of ten, if you think about your world and you look around your little piece of it, there's there's something mm-hmm. that God wants you to do right there in it. Yeah. And you don't have to fast and pray, <laughs> you know, but you can tell when somebody's struggling and, and you can be there for them. So all in all, um, kind of summarizing here from the beginning all the way till now. And, and what is it like? What's it been like in Florida or in St. Louis dealing with a up and down depressed dad because i'm mostly good i have my bad times there's times we go to six flags and have a great day there's other times i don't hardly leave the room um how's life um these days pretty good (laughs) like i mean yeah i uh me and jay have both said this like we love it when you're yourself and like, just because we re- hadn't really seen that side. And then when you started getting better, it's like, whoa, <laughs> like, he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, yeah, it is kind of sad because you like because it's not really normal anymore because we've seen the upside of you. And just like we wish that could be there could be more of that. But I know that it's not in any way under your control. And I do like that. I'm like getting to know like what's going on. And because uh, I do wonder sometimes. Yeah, no, it's it's been great to be able to communicate with yeah. you because now you get it. Yeah. Uh, when when you're young, you my my attitude was I need to hide this from them. Mm-hmm. I need to keep as much of this from them as possible. And I apparently did a good job because you didn't <laughs> yeah. notice till till about a month before I quit. But um, but yeah, it it I felt like I would damage you somehow. You know, if you knew what was going on, it would shake up your world and it may have i don't know if i did the right thing or not i mean you know the the future is the judge and so far it's it seems like it was fine Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i i love it when i'm when i'm myself and 
I, I will promise you this, and you've heard me say this to your mom, when I can do, I do. Yeah. So that when I can't do, you know it's not personal. Mm-hmm. It's because I can't do it. I yeah. can't do it today. Um, and I hope you've seen that is is true in your experience. And one more, yeah, one more thing. Uh, the the whole summer thing, because you told us at the beginning of the summer, because we've tried many summers to come yeah. up with a schedule and do this. I always have high hopes. Yeah, <laughs> but um, Monday is going to be pool day. Tuesday is going to be this yeah. day. And and it doesn't really work out. And most of the time. I just end up sending them to summer camp at the mm-hmm. school, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't bad. But no, you guys yeah. love it. So, but uh, this year, I mean, this summer, it's like I I feel like you've done a lot better. Not only because you've been getting better, but you've been coming up with. Well, me and Jay are older too, so it's easier to entertain ourselves. But um, so yeah, you don't have to feel as bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but like just the. The solutions you've done to where we can still do stuff, even if you're not in your best mood. Like, it's not stuff that you have to... Because, like, the Six Flags season passes, that was just a great idea, in my opinion. Because it doesn't... Like, unless you're, like, terribly doing terribly, there you can always take us there. And we and, have just... And I can go sit. Yeah. And we have, like, tons of fun either way. And I think that's a good way to do it. Like... That you don't have to feel bad when you can't do it. Well, that's the kind of stuff you can come up with when your brain is capable of hope. Yeah. Because when you're when you're down, all you can think of is how everything is ruined. Mm. There's no bright lights. There's no hope. There's no good feelings. Everything is negative. Everything is bad. And uh, just the ability to be able to think somewhat positive. It's like, yeah. no, I don't want to go. But... The kids do, and I can find a nice little place <laughs> to sit down and yep. draw pictures all day. And you, you, you like that, so let's do that. <laughs> and and if I can ride a few rides, I do. You know, yep. uh, mostly I'm too fat for most of them, but we're working on that too. Yep. So, <laughs> um, so you, uh, all in all, do you feel like that this whole part of our life, from second grade to sixth grade, has it been? Has it been okay? Yeah. It really, I mean, it. yeah, it was more a time of change than a time of, like, just total terribleness or whatever. Like, just, I, because, I mean, the only thing that really, just because I couldn't remember much of you before the whole ordeal, it was just, like, it was just mostly change, and it wasn't really that hard. And, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't have any terrible memories from then. And awesome. Yeah. Because you don't know how many days I was in that bedroom not sleeping, but just going through panic attack after panic attack after panic attack. And the ideas that were coming to my mind was, you know, you're ruining their lives. You know, they are supposed to have you around. And, and then after I quit, it was, you're never going to be their children's pastor. You know, Jay, yeah. Jay has never... Uh, been in one of my services, doesn't even know what I do. You know, you barely were. Um, and and that used to make me want to die. I was in there wanting to die because yeah. of that. I was letting my family and my children down. Um, I and then, um, and then later it hit me that what if you pass this on to them? What if this is because you got it from your parents? Yeah. What if genetically you're giving it to them? You're a great dad. You know, you should die. You know, that blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's why de- depression is such a perfect illness. Because once I started coming up out of it, I realized, okay, I could have been their children's pastor and ministered to them once a week. But now I got to raise them. Yeah. I got to be with them all the time and pour into their lives and answer the questions in real time. You know, not just on Sunday yeah. to a bunch of kids. You know, we, we've had discussions that have lasted yeah. hours sometimes uh, at your bedside talking about life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also instead of uh, in the other one that really got me, like I said, was the genetics and passing it down to your kids. When I started to being able to think clearly, the answer to that became, well, at least they'll have you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, even if they get depressed, they'll have you. You yeah. 
will know how to help them and what to say and how to give them hope and how to get them through the, the dark times because you've been there yourself. And that's the kind of thinking that's impossible to think while you're yes. depressed. It just it it's such a cruel, wicked, horrible, perfect disease. Mm-hmm. But uh I don't know how long I'll continue to deal with it. It's mostly good days these days. Yeah, it is. And um I uh would uh, my last question I guess is um cuz it blew my mind and almost made me tear up that you said that it wasn't bad cuz we've yeah. never even talked about this <laughs> not not like this and I would have assumed a totally different I mean you've blown my mind this whole <laughs> this whole interview because from me and your mom's perspective I don't know the other day you were looking through old pictures, uh, pictures from that period and and it blew your mom's mind because she's hearing nothing but good things you know oh i remember <laughs> when we did that and oh that was this and that and the other and she's reliving all these horrible things that were going on in adult world yeah. you know behind the scenes and it kind of brought her down and i says baby i said uh you need to focus on the fact that we we did right by the kids mm-hmm. not what we were going through but what they went through and apparently it wasn't as bad as what we went through. <laughs> and that's great. We yeah. protected them and, and, and kept them kept them going. So the part that blows my mind and, and the takeaway that I've gotten from this is that you're actually a better person now because of all the H-E double hockey sticks that we went through. Yeah. <laughs> and Because um, really, if you think about it, if that hadn't happened, we probably would still be there. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, cause yeah, I remember always telling myself that God has a plan. God has a plan. I just, I knew that somewhere in my mind and he really did. <laughs> he really did. Yeah. And I'm telling you my darkest times, I had a, a pastor tell me that there was a purpose and I was like, no, there's not. And I'd preached the same sermons. I, <laughs> I knew all the word of God, you know, and yeah. he, 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 uh, he, turns things into good for him that are, are, are called according to his purpose and all this kind of stuff. Um, I, I knew that, but I couldn't see a purpose to the pain that I was going through, mm-hmm. that, that it would take me out of ministry. It made no sense. It seemed like it was in God's best interest to keep me at least afloat, you know, yeah. so I could keep doing what I was doing for these kids and for my family and everything. So, yeah, at the time... Mm-hmm. Um, saw no purpose, but looking at where we're at now, we're helping uh, a small inner city outreach church get off their feet. Uh, we're right there at the inception of the whole thing, even though it's been going on a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're where you're at and you feel like you're a better person and mm-hmm. you have a heart for these, these girls and, <laughs> and kind of watching over them, even probably the ones you don't like very much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably, especially those. I don't know if you're like me. I always like the bad kids the most in my children's church because they needed the most love. Oh, yeah. I always loved them more because <laughs> they needed it, buttheads. And uh, one of them turned out all right. Yep. Uh, he's a children's youth pastor now, Jim knows him. <laughs> but uh, some of them some of them not so much, but they'll come around. Um, but thank you for talking to me. This oh, you're welcome. This no is definitely problem. one of those MMD moments. Do you know what that means? No. Made my day. Oh, that's good. I call it hashtag MMD. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, hashtag. So, um, you want to do this again anytime in the future? Definitely. Yeah, me and me and Jenna were talking about doing a, a podcast again. <sighs> you yeah. should, you should suggest what the name should be. Yeah, podcastteen.com <laughs> is is open, but it doesn't sound as good as Podcast Kid. Mm-mm, it doesn't. So. Uh, Maybe the Jenna Benakina show. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna Banana. Jenna Banana. All right, folks. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you, Jenna, again for You're being welcome. here. And if you have any feedback or uh, input, you can email James at NLCast.com. We also love it when you get on the uh, NLCast uh, network community on Facebook and post your stuff there. That way other people can get involved and and have input and, and uh, everybody can see what we're talking about. One-on-one stuff's great too. I don't mind it. Like I said, email it to james at nlcast.com. Um, 
if you would like to get a message to Jenna, that's a way to do it. And I will uh, pass it on to her. Please do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And also topic suggestions. Next time Jenna comes back, what do you want to hear about from her? Because I think this was probably easily the best GOK I've ever recorded. Really? Yeah, and I'm I think honored. I think people will agree. <laughs> so, um, thank you so much for your insight. You impress me with your maturity and the brain and the heart that you have. It's like your brain and your heart are, are inseparable because uh-huh. each of them influence the other so much. And I've seen so <laughs> many Christians they have this big heart and no common sense whatsoever. <laughs> so they throw themselves in these crazy situations, and then their faith wavers because they haven't used their brain. The Bible says we're supposed to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And to me, one of the things that means is we're supposed to use our mind and our heart, you Mm -hmm. know, not just one or the other. And uh, I see that balance in you. And I would love to blame myself and your mom, but uh, we're we're not that great of parents. I believe, like like your papa says, that God gives good good kids to bad parents. (laughs) (laughs) because um, that way the kids uh, have a chance, you know, and then he gives bad kids to really, really good parents. Cause that seems to be the way that works out. You're these we perfect were bad parents. kids. And then we turned into good, kids. whatever you're, you've always been bad. You have not been good yet. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, so we'll see you guys next week right here on GOK. Thanks again, Jenna. You're awesome. You're welcome. I love you very, 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 very much. I love you too, daddy. All right. Thanks for doing this. You're welcome. Peace. Peace. Peeps. (laughs) That's what I used to say.